what's up guys welcome back to take a sip um this is my second time recording this because i accidentally deleted my first file yay so wish me luck that i actually don't do that again this time because i will cry i was on the verge of tears but i powered through like the strong girl i am wink wink because <laughs> you'll get it when you hear today's episode but if you're watching this on youtube y'all or whatever app spotify apple podcast whatever it is the blonde is back i repeat the blonde is back bitches um i'm so excited it looks so good um i actually was not going to get blonde but when i went to the salon yesterday every other girl there was getting blonde box braids and first of all, I didn't want to feel left out. I was like, if this is, you know, the time to get blonde box braids, count me in. And also I took it as a sign. So I literally texted Cam and she said to get it because it definitely was a sign. So we're back to blonde and I freaking love it. And like, it looks so good against the Christmas tree and the lighting is just popping off. Ooh, like <laughs> everything is just <laughs> crispy. Um, but yes, I'm home for the holidays. I made a little set here. It's kind of cute because, you know, my mom took down the other one. But y'all, <clears throat> everything has not been peachy and rainbows and butterflies because my boyfriend, when he left me, I was sobbing my eyes out. And yes, he left me not like that. It was just like he had to go study for finals and it was time for me to come home. And I have never cried harder in front of another person ever. So allow me to explain the whole situation, the whole rundown. So basically, let's back it up to Thanksgiving break. We did not see each other once. It was very hard on us. And <laughs> I was like, not necessarily scared that would happen again during Christmas break, but I just knew we were going to hang out, but I did not know when. And I did, know, I did not know how often. And I did not know like if we would hang out after New Year's, before New Year's, after Christmas, before Christmas. Like I had no clue because we both work. Our schedules literally don't align that great. It is very hard for us liking out. And so I was very nervous. And so, you know, I was, when we, when I got back to school after Thanksgiving break, we spent every second together, literally every second, all day, every day together, because we knew that over Christmas break, yeah, we would see each other, but we did not know how often or when or anything of that sort. So fast forward to Thursday, the first Thursday in December, whatever day that was, the day that I was going home, my mom came up because she was going to help me rearrange my room. She met my boyfriend. Everything was peachy. His name is Giovanni, by the way, because I'm tired of referring to him as my boyfriend. She met Giovanni and, <clears throat> you know, that day I was like excited for them to meet, but I was also really sad to say goodbye to Giovanni. So I think I was acting a little like not irritated I would say but I was quiet and I was like not really like in like making as much conversation as I normally would and they definitely both noticed that but I just was really sad because I knew I was gonna have to say goodbye to Giovanni and so the time had come and so I was like okay like I'm gonna go take out the trash and then like to the trash chute and then Giovanni was like yeah I think I'm gonna get going we told my mom we he said bye to my mom and then I'm we went to go throw the trash down the trash chute and we were like standing in the stairwell and literally I looked in his eyes, boom, waterworks. <laughs> like just, I just started bawling my eyes out. Like it was bad. Like I was crying so hard for no reason too, because like 
I was acting like he was like going off to war for like three years. That was not happening. I was just very emotional that day, I guess. And so we were like saying our goodbyes and I just kept crying and crying and crying. And you know, there was stuff he was saying that literally was not making it better. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, like, <laughs> like it was just, I don't know. But um, like there was a point where I was literally thinking like, if this man does not leave, I'm going to sit here and keep on bawling my eyes out. And so uh, we're in the stairwell. He walks down the one flight of stairs and then he like cracks a joke or whatever. And he goes, ha ha, like, I can't believe I'm not going to see you for an entire month. Like as a joke, because we didn't see each other all throughout Thanksgiving break. Y'all, that one got me because when he said that, hysterically bawling, I was like, don't say that. <laughs> like, I was literally crying. He probably wanted to laugh. I would laugh at me too. Like, I was like, girl, you need to calm down. Like, I wish I could go back and like slap me because it is not that big of a deal, especially because we knew we were going to see each other. But I think it was like the fact of like, it's very difficult going from seeing each other every single day and living literally like minutes away from each other to not knowing when you're going to see the next person next in a whole one month span because like it could have been anywhere from like a couple days to like three weeks when we could have seen each other and I had no idea so I think that was really getting to me and I was just like really sad and so um I was like in the stairwell for like five minutes after trying to like wipe my tears because my mom was still in my room she still thinks I'm taking out the trash. Clearly I'm not anymore, but I was like, okay, like I'll just say, and you go to the bathroom and I'll like wipe my tears. So my, the, the bathroom is like past my room. So you have to pass my room to get to the bathroom and the door was open. So I was like, okay, mommy, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And she was like, Lexi, come here. And I was like, no, like I really need to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and I'm like trying to wipe up my tears. All logic is out the window because I was literally sobbing while trying to wipe my tears and make it look like I was not crying. And for some reason, my first instinct was to take a Snapchat selfie that I'll literally put in the video right here. Again, all logic was out the window. So obviously when I came out the bathroom, I looked like I had been crying because I was crying in the time that I was supposed to be like fanning my eyes and like having my like eyes be not red. And like, cause you know, they're like all swollen and red. I was trying to like make that go down. So I like walk in the room and my mom, my mom goes, are you mad at me? And I was like, no, like, I'm just like really sad. And then boom, the waterworks come right back. Like they, I was literally crying in my mom's arms. She was so cute about it though. And she was like, oh, you must care about him. And she was telling me how, how at one point her and my dad were long distance and all this stuff. Like it was so adorable. But the funniest part about the whole thing, like the kicker is me and Giovanni are not long distance. <laughs> like I would not consider us long distance. Like we literally live 30 minutes away from each other. And like, that's not long distance. Like realistically right now I could go drive to his house, get dinner and be back within like a couple hours. Like that is not long distance to me. Um, granted, like I know like we kind of have a different situation in the sense of like our schedule's not lining up, but I just thought that was so funny because she was talking to me about long distance as we're like not, but I know she was just trying to make me feel better. She's literally the cutest human alive, but 
yeah, I was literally sobbing my eyes out for that man. Um, but I, y'all, I cannot go out like that again. Like I literally felt like so like weak in that moment. Like I know crying is like good for you or whatever, but like, come on. Like you feel like that's like your like weakest moment when you're crying, your most vulnerable point. And I don't like people to see me like that. And that includes him. But yeah, I, girl, I bawled my eyes out but it's good we we went on a date the other day it was super cute we went to lincoln park zoo saw the lights we got dinner at panera before and then we got mcdonald's after it was great um i had a really good time and highly recommend 10 out of 10 go to the same college as your boyfriend well actually don't do that don't go to the same college as your boyfriend if you're already dating them but if you're single meet your boyfriend in college because it's so fun that way. It's really fun because you get to see each other all the time on campus and it's great. Um, but in other news, guys, can we have a discussion about teen moms? I think it's time we all come together as a community and realize how annoying teen moms can be. Not all, but quite a bit of them, especially the ones that are like, yeah, like, I'd rather spend my 20s changing diapers and be in my 40s sending my kid to kindergarten because in my 40s, I just want to be in the club partying. Like, girl, what? What? Like, please tell me how that makes any type of sense. You would rather be 40 years old in the club partying than 20 years old in the club partying. Because I feel like when you're 40, you're going to have back pain. You're going to have work the next morning nine to five like what are you talking about girl because i know when i'm 40 that's not what i want to be doing when i'm 40 i want to be like raising my kids and after that i want to be retired and travel and relax on a beach i do not want to be clubbing when i'm 40 but i do want to be clubbing in my 20s and it just like annoys me because like these some some emphasis on some of these like teen moms think they're better than everyone else because they're having kids young. Like, girl, you're literally the same as every single other person, except you just did not plan your pregnancy and it worked out for you, which is great. I'm glad it did. But when you're sitting here glamorizing teen pregnancy, talking about somehow you're happy that you won't have to change diapers, this and this, like whatever, whatever, like that to me sounds like you're glamorizing it and you're almost saying you should do this too and you have to be so careful about your choice of words and how you word it and how you deliver those words because especially if you're a social media influencer you are going to have people following you and looking up to you and think that that is okay and that you did not struggle through it when more times than not teen moms are struggling with you know the bills and their financial stability and their mental stability and their emotional stability like and like to, to just like further the discussion of like glamorization and things, especially with the recent un upcoming of social media, like let's talk about stripping. Like every other day on TikTok, I see um, videos of these girls saying how they're so glad that they started stripping. Um, it changed their life. They make bands on bands on bands every single night, thousands of dollars, yada, yada, yada. But then like, I always think about what about their mental health? Like, what about their depression, their anxiety, their PTSD, the possible sexual assault, sexual harassment, rape? Because when you're in that, like, field of work, 
Those are things that you have to think about that a lot of people don't think about, especially when you have these influencers like spewing it on you. Like, hey, you should strip because it makes great money. Okay, but like at what cost? My mental health? Like, because I know, like I've seen lots of videos of these girls who are stripping in the club five days a week. Okay, but the other two days a week, they're in a therapist's office talking about their, you know, anxiety and depression and their PTSD and whatnot. And that literally goes just like that goes for OnlyFans as well. Like it's it's fine to do whatever you want to do. You can do whatever you want to do with your body, but you just have to be careful because you you're not seeing the full story through social media. Like you have to be careful what these social media influencers are like spewing on you because they're not most of the time, more times than not, they're not showing you the full story. They're showing you the good parts to make you think that their life is so good, even though they could be struggling in silence. Oh, another example of this would have to be the BBL culture. I think that one is highly and heavily glamorized. And I think it's so important to talk about this because a lot of people don't realize that that's, that procedure is so incredibly dangerous. And I don't think so many people realize that. Like, it is a cosmetic thing, 100%. Like, but they don't realize that there are so many risk factors that come along with getting a BBL, which if you don't know what that is, is a Brazilian butt lift. And basically, they, like, completely transform your body. Like, they take fat from other places of your body, like from your stomach, and they'll put it in your butt and they'll give you hips and it'll give you this very curvy um, type of body, but it is all artificial, right? And like the thing that gets me is it's fine if you want to go get a BBL, but it's just really, really scary to me because we don't know the long-term factors of this. We don't know what's going to happen in 10, 20, 30 years. So these people who are getting these really dangerous procedures, because think about it, if the, the chances of you dying during this procedure is so high in comparison to a lot of other surgeries, the long-term effects just can't be good. You know what I mean? Like there's no way that there's going to be anything good coming out of the surgery in the coming years. And not to mention, like, I think it's just so sad that society has put like such a pressure specifically on females about their body types. They have put out the standard of what a beautiful, and I say this in quotes, a beautiful body should look like, right? They put out this standard and, and th this standard keeps changing. Mind you, this is not consistent because a BBL was not really as common as it is five years ago than it is today, right? So they put out this standard every so often of what a beautiful body should look like. And right now it's BBLs and people are so like consumed by this like social structure of oh I need my body to look like that that they're literally putting themselves in positions where they could literally die to achieve a body type that was literally socially constructed most likely by men you know this body type that was socially constructed just so they can fit in or just so they can feel like they're beautiful and that they have confidence and that they love themselves. Like that is so, so insane to me that we as a society like think that that is okay. And like, I think the worst part about the whole situation is not even the fact that they put out this beauty standard, not even the fact that girls are getting BBLs because again, they can do whatever they want with their bodies. It's the fact that we all know that in the next five, 10 years, BBLs are going to be out of style. The thing that people may not realize is that, yeah, 
society puts out these beauty standards every so often about what a what a body should look like, right? They glamorize different parts of the female body. Right now it's their butt, sometimes it's their boobs, sometimes it's their hips, sometimes it's their stomach, right? But those go out of style and new ones come in and they are constantly grasping onto these new body types that they want to glamorize. However, the only body type that will never, ever, 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 ever go out of style is being skinny. Being skinny, being thin will never go out of style and it never has. That is a timeless body type where if you are skinny, you are the beauty standard, period, no ifs, ands, or buts. Because essentially, minus BBL culture, that is completely an exception, but every single style of clothing most of the time was originally made to look the best on skinny people. Let's, I'll give you an example. Y2K fashion, the low rise jeans, the crop tops, that was literally strictly meant for skinny people. And so when bigger people wear them on TikTok and you know are in crop tops or in a low, low rise jeans, body shamers are coming, coming in and body shaming the mess out of them. Body shaming the mess out of them. Because again, that, that whole style sense of style was not created for any other body type but being skinny and like that's the thing that kills me is like it's like all these girls are getting these bbls and are getting these these butt lifts and these boob lifts and everything and boob jobs but in the coming years it's going to be out of style that's literally how it goes it's literally going to be out of style bbl style bbl culture is going to go in the coming years and It's literally a race thing too, which I know a lot of people don't like to hear, but it is a race thing because unfortunately, when there is something that I guess everybody, including people of color, can get their hands on and can achieve, that is when it suddenly becomes ratchet. That is when it becomes ghetto. That is when it becomes like for poor people and for, you know, ghetto people like I said like that is exactly what's going to happen all most of most of the bbls that you guys see most likely I mean that I've seen are black people or other people of color right so because that is the target audience in the coming years like I said bbls will go out of style because since a lot of people of color and a lot of black people and black women are going to have bbls society will deem it as ghetto they will deem it as ratchet they will deem it as no, we don't like this. That is not cool anymore. That is not the beauty standard anymore. If you have a BBL, you're ugly, that type of thing. They're literally going to do that because once people of color can get their hands on something, suddenly it becomes ghetto. Suddenly it becomes ratchet. It only is nice and stylish when white people get their hands on it or white people steal it and like rebrand it as their own. I can give you so many examples of this wigs that's a big one it is ghetto for a black woman to wear wigs but when kim k wears a wig it's beautiful it's pretty it's nice like how does that make sense dread dreadlocks it is ghetto for zendaya literally for zendaya to wear locks but when um justin bieber had locks it was stylish make it make sense like I'm confused at how that makes sense. Like, do you understand? Like, when white people have their hands on it, it's cute. She's cute. But when people of color have it, it's ghetto. It's ratchet. It is what it is. But it's the truth. And it's really sad that, like, 
you know, kind of going back to the glamorization of these things, that these things are being glamorized every day in society. Like, it is sad because these young girls, these young girls who are getting these BBLs and putting themselves in such dangerous positions just to achieve a, a, a look, a, a body that society completely created that will be out of sale in the next few years, it's, it's, it hurts, especially because we don't know the long-term effects of these things. We don't know what's going to happen to them. All we know is that they're confident in their bodies now and they love it, which is awesome. And that's really great. I, I, that makes me happy that they're happy with their bodies. I'm just scared for the upcoming years, what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So I don't know. You just got to be careful what these influencers are throwing at you and what they're spewing at you because they will only show you the good parts because they want you to think that their life is only good. They're obviously not going to show you the parts where they're struggling. They're not going to show you the part where they're crying every day and in their therapist's office every day and on medication for their anxiety and depression. They're not going to show you that part, but they are going to show you all the money that they've made from it and the confidence, quote, unquote, confidence that they gained from it and the body they got from it and, and all the good parts about it because that's the only part they want you to see. So just be careful. Just be careful out there. Be careful what these influencers are telling you. You, you got to be aware of these things because it's, it's scary. It's scary. It's crazy. And you got to know. So, but I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, let me know what topics you guys want to hear in 2022. I'm so excited. Next week, um, Next week's episode, I'm going to be sharing my New Year's resolutions for 2022, and I'm going to see if I met my New Year's resolutions for 2021. I honestly do not remember what I said, but it is in one of my episodes from last year, or maybe two of the episodes I filmed. So I'm going to be watching those back and seeing if I met my New Year's resolutions, crossing my fingers that I did. But on that note, thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And I will see you guys next week on the next episode. Take a sip and don't forget, keep sipping. Love you guys. Bye. Mwah.